0: It's really about playing to get comfortable with the discomfort of playing outside my comfort zone. Join Edwin Frondozo on the Business Leadership Podcast every week for a unique program featuring insights and actionable items from the world's most successful business leaders. Hear firsthand the exclusive interviews and personal journeys on how today's transformational leaders made it to the top.
1: Good afternoon, good evening, or good morning. Wherever you're checking this out, thank you for joining me. This is the Business Leadership Podcast and I'm your host, Edwin Frondozo. On this episode, I had the absolute pleasure to invite and sit down with a very good friend of mine, Catherine Tanaka. She's an amazing fitness expert and a mindset coach, and also a fellow podcaster. She's the host and producer of The Body Project podcast. Catherine believes that investing in yourself and your health will give you the biggest ROI, on living your best self. So this episode was really fun. I mean, Catherine and I have known each other for quite some time. And really, and we talk about everything from fitness, hustling hard, and really how you could find self-mastery in your own life. I mean, I really... <laughs> there's just so many points, and I'm really excited for you to listen to this. And, and one of the things is is really like how movement and like just... Simple things like going out for a walk, getting out in nature will always benefit with you. So with that, here we go. Welcome to the Business Leadership Podcast, Catherine.
0: So excited to be here, Edwin. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Oh my gosh, Catherine, this is a a long time coming for... I guess for the listeners out there, me and Catherine have known each other, I would almost say more than four years now. Yep. Um And we've collaborated, we've worked together, we mastermind together, and uh, for some reason, maybe mostly on, on my side, <laughs> this is the first time I'm actually having a conversation with Catherine. And, and by the way, I've worked with Catherine Uh, And we'll get into it in terms of my health as well, and she helped me maintain as that. So Catherine, thank thank you for the time. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for always supporting, but Catherine, why don't you start off? Can you introduce yourself to the listeners? Tell us who you are and what you do when you're not leading businesses or getting people in peak performance?
0: Okay, so my name is Katherine Tanaka. I am a mother of two, and I'm also a fitness and transformation coach. And I support busy women ages 35 to 60, I would say, transform their lives and their bodies using mindset and fitness. And then when I'm not supporting people in their health and fitness, I get to hang with my kids and my husband and friends like you. And either whether we're water skiing or snow skiing, we like to be outdoor in nature and kind of enjoy all the things that life has. Yeah, amazing. And
1: I know I know you're an inspiration in terms of always living that 100x life where you're doing so many things and, and always looking to improve yourself. I guess one thing for me, and, and I know a little bit about this story, but I'm really interested in the, you know the story of how you got to where you are like what point in your life did you decide that you know Catherine I just want to help people right I just uh, spe- specifically even niching down as you mentioned who you're helping now like w- w- when did that happen
0: I mean you know a little bit of the story and I've spoken about this on my podcast but you know fitness has been a long time passion for me and growing up as you know, this Asian kid in Toronto being bullied, fitness was the first time for me that I felt empowered in something. And that started out at the ages 15, and 16, and that then transitioned to me studying kinesiology in university and then having multiple fitness certifications. That was kind of a part-time job for many years. And it wasn't until I became a mother that really changed a lot of things for me and where it kind of shifted into how do I want to serve people? Because as as you know I was a dental hygienist for a decade doing fitness from 1999 part-time and I never saw it as a real quote-unquote job but it wasn't until becoming a mom and really looking to find balance for myself and really to find ways of like how can I take care of myself with working full-time running this business part-time having this little human and wanting to really find a balance right and so I found that I wasn't alone in that. A lot of women struggled with, how do I find time for myself, take care of myself, feel good about myself, while also being able to give exponentially to others, right? And kind of like Gabor Mate speaks about, right, the best way to show our kids to take care of themselves and love themselves and self-love is for us to do it ourselves, right? And so it really was the catalyst for me to start exploring and expanding my business that I've now been running for over a decade now um, of supporting women in their mindset and body transformation.
1: Yeah, that's amazing, and it's an inspiration, right? I know for for myself and you being around my daughter and seeing some of the motivational stuff you have around the house in terms of, like, the goals and the positivity, I think I think that's just an example, and it's an inspiration. And, and I'm truly grateful just to have that type of um, role model, Um you know, within my daughter's life, especially, uh, especially me having a young daughter, someone who I'm different from, and in doing that, so it, it's amazing. And 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 doing that, one thing I wanted to, and you know, we geek about this a lot, actually, Catherine, uh, especially when it comes to business leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you share this a lot on your Instagram, and we'll definitely share sh- share your tags uh, on the show notes below. But uh, you know. I want to really get into the science, you know, when it comes to exercise and movements um, for business leaders, entrepreneurs, creators, you know, how does that in your mind or what you've researched and what you practice, how does that get someone into into flow, uh, being being very productive and focused?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So movement related to productivity has been well researched, right? You can pull up some of the best PubMed research looking at things out of Harvard, even looking at how movement and exercise physiologically changes our state that really allows our neurological functioning to be optimized, right? And I know that with my clients firsthand, when they add in fitness and look at wellness as a whole, that quantifiably increases their energy, right? But what actually is happening here, Edwin? Like when we think about the science of it, from a cellular perspective, if you go back to, you know, biology 101 in grade 10, when we learned about the cell, the mitochondria in the cell, which is the powerhouse, the energy center of the cell, when you exercise, it challenges your body to produce more of that. And so what actually happens is that exercise will boost your cellular output, will boost this brain power and this energy power of your cells, and therefore it's convertible to productivity. So what leaders, business leaders find, and you know this as well as me, a lot of my execs, the lawyers, the doctors, the CEO, are those that are finding time to, I don't know how they do it often, do triathlons, do the marathons, do the things because it does exponentially give back to your well-being and your, you know, your output ability of brain power and productivity.
1: Yeah, I mean, it comes to a point, and, and I talk about this as well, just within my circles, mm-hmm. and people who, who wonder, like Edwin, how do you how do you find the time to run? I went for a run this morning. Uh, like, it takes it, it, it takes energy to make energy, right? Yes. And, and and with that in mind, when it when you're creating energy, is there a I'm not going to say a right time. Is there a wrong time when we should exercise?
0: Well, I look, there's a lot of signs around what the optimal time is. Right. I'm of the belief that if you can get it in and it supports you and it feels good and it feels like it increases your output, there isn't a wrong time. It's optimal to get it in first thing or in your day so that you can actually benefit from that from your day. And if you do it before your trying to go to sleep, it's going to hinder your circadian rhythm to go into your deep sleep. So ideally, in the beginning of your day, I find as a busy entrepreneur, getting it in first thing is the best way for me. Because as we know, there's business, there's kids, there's life, there's, you know, to do lists. So I'm of the belief, if you can get it in early, then you're winning. Yeah. So with
1: <laughs> yeah, I know you and I talk about this all the time. But you know entrepreneurs business leaders well executives i think that they're getting the systems in place already when, when they've been when they've been in their career for a long time but talk to me about the the busy entrepreneur who may could who could only find a certain amount of time within their morning routine or their daily practice to get and uh, to get an exercise in because they believe in this and they want to commit in it. Because I know I know there are exercisers like, work out for 20 minutes and that's all you need. Or do the seven minute workout. Or, or like, is there an amount of time that y- that you may say, Catherine, to your, to your clients or people you're working with that says, you know what, that's actually too little. You need to get this amount of time in um, to make it worth your while.
0: Well, I think a couple things. I think you have to look at your goal. Like, what is the goal of getting exercise in? Because sometimes it's about, and you know this, right? In business, in leadership, in self-leadership, consistency is key, right? If you can get in an hour today, but then you're not getting in anything else for the rest of the week, I would rather someone get 10 minutes in per day to move their body, get that blood flowing, challenge the body, get those mitochondria awake and being like, okay, we're here than to only do an hour a week, right? If you can show up 10 minutes a day, and that's what I do in my programs, right? My 100-day program, like Your 100X Life, I support busy women to, how do we consistently input 15, 20 minutes a day? Because we can all figure out 15 minutes in our day to put it in as, you know, showing up for ourselves, time investment in ourselves, health investment for ourselves. So I know for me, minimum threshold is 10, 15 minutes, I would say, because you want to be able to warm up the body to move the body and then cool down and stretch the body right so 10 15 minutes minimum
1: i know and and i think the the third part of that and I, and i'm totally guilty for this is especially when we're getting older and feeling older is is that stretching part yes. is there is there a point in in someone's career and I, i've not career within their life where you're like, okay, maybe you can't be exercising like you were in your twenties and thirties. Maybe it's maybe you need to move to more something like a yoga exercise. Or is that would that still suffice for those to build those those energies energy stores and not
0: So I would say, I mean <sighs>
1: I mean, that's that's a personal question because I think about I love running, but I also maybe I'm on the ebbs and flows of running where I'm like, you know, I I do it because it's a habit, but maybe I'm not in love with it right now anymore because COVID kind of took me out of it for a bit. Um, So what else could I do, right?
0: Yeah. So in the Western world, I think that we are programmed to sit at a desk all day and work. Mm -hmm. Our bodies are meant to move. We're human beings. We're human doings, right? We need to move. It doesn't have to be extreme. Right. Like even the workouts that you did with me through COVID when we're doing these virtual classes, it's not about in crazy intensity. It's how can we move your body functionally to keep it working well? Right, and even if that means, like, for you know, business leaders that are really tapped for time, is it parking your car a couple blocks away? Is it taking the stairs instead of the elevator? Is it literally when you're on a conference call, moving your body? Is it literally sitting at your desk? You know, some people call it movement snacks, doing some stretching. Our bodies are meant to move, and the more mobility you can keep it in, and the more like a car, you got to run that car, you got to oil that car, you got to maintain that car. It's same like our bodies. Our bodies are our our temples and the way that it's taking us through the world, right? So just moving it. It doesn't have to be intense. Take the stairs. Find what works consistently. Do those things.
1: Yeah, no, hundred percent. And and I'm I'm thinking about all, all those things as well, right? But in in our minds, uh, anyways, for me, and I'm sure I'm sure a lot of people listening could relate to this. Is like you you think back of your younger self, yep. and and it's more of an ego and uh, and a permission to let yourself. Uh, understand that you're not that person. I mean, you're that person, but you're not that person who could recover as fast. I think it's the recovery, right? And, uh, and I think there's a lot of part of it. I mean, there's so much to it. I mean, I'm even thinking about, okay, maybe I should fit in one or two, like 30-minute swims a week, like, That's probably good and still do – I enjoy running in the sense that because I get out, I'm in nature, and I get to run to the water, which I I do at least once or twice a week. Mm. Um, But I'm like, oh, swimming is a a full-body workout, right? As long as – I guess as long as you're getting the heart rate up, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> you but, you know, be- <laughs> I guess two things about that. So like you, I'm all about optimizing, right? And that's yes. why I support women on how do we maximize our ROI? Kind of like in business, right? If you look at those fundamental things that actually get us farther, Spending time doing resistance movements doesn't have to be heavy, right? But to challenge our energy systems, whether it's muscular or endurance with our heart, is important. And it could be just power walking, Edwin, right? And then when you look at the, so from a metabolic health perspective, when you look at the research with resistance training, especially for women, that will hugely benefit you. With women and our hormones, when you hit 35, your body, you you don't maintain the muscle mass the, the same way that you used to. And so every year you lose a pound of muscle mass, is another year that your body's energy systems shift. When you look at also the research from a mental health perspective and a well-being perspective, Tai Chi, in fact, is a well-researched thing. And if you can think about those times that you've seen in the park, the people that are doing this slow movement, it's not vigorous, it's not getting their heart rate up, at a crazy amounts at all. It is continuous movement that is slow and controlled using balance, mobility, agility, right? Because you're balancing weight transfer. That has shown from a longevity standpoint to be completely sound. So I'm of the belief, if you can add in the swimming, if that makes you excited and it feels good, if you can add in the power walking, if you can socialize and go for a walk with people, movement, getting out in nature is always going to benefit you.
1: Yeah, no, that's great. And it's funny, I, I always every morning right now when I'm recording this, I, I take Jade, my daughter, to to her day camp, which is just, yeah. just literally right across the park here where I live downtown Toronto. And there's always this group of older people doing Tai Chi. And I'm like, I gotta ask them, can I just join them? Like, is this a, is this an open? Because cause the woman that leads it, She has a radio and she has the, she plays the music. It's so, it's so, it's, I mean, I just, I gotta do it.
0: (laughs) You don't know this. So I, when I was in New York last month, we stayed right by Bryant Park. For those of you, I love love that city, right? Jordan and I, a couple mornings went to have coffee because it's so beautiful. New York city first thing in the morning, like Toronto, it's quiet, it's calm. There's this beautiful energy Mm -hmm. and there was Tai Chi in the park. So there I am with my coffee doing Tai Chi, right? <laughs> yes. And I swear to God. And they invited me and I did the whole little thing. Jordan's like, you're so crazy. I was there like doing the Tai Chi. And they said, we are doing this every morning. Come. It's such a beautiful, welcoming community. So I promise you, they would love for you to join you. For
1: oh, I know. Community. And they recognize me, right? All these people. I've been living in this, in this area, downtown Toronto. It's called Grange Park for over 10 years now, right? Like, people seen my daughter grow it's it's yeah. such a comfortable all the squirrels know us But jade anyways <laughs> just I digress but jade feeds all the squirrels right now so they all come to her yeah. she's like one one with nature when she's there I but uh, I definitely I definitely need to do that um I'm curious, and for those who are listening, I'm sure is really curious. For someone like yourself, who is a practitioner when it comes to, you know, leading people with their healthy lifestyle, their mindset, and and, and all that type of stuff. Like, what are you doing today, Catherine? What are some of your personal practices that you're, I guess, stacking in that's helping you continually grow, to continually keep fit, um, and developing as a leader.
0: Yeah, so I guess on a personal side, in terms of my fitness, I have a consistent practice of I do resistance training every single day, four days, four to five days a week. Uh, I keep that in. Right now, I'm adding in about 20 minutes of cardio twice a week, just, you know, just challenging myself in a different way. And I'm always getting in about 10,000 steps a day. Right, just as a baseline of activity, keeping myself well-oiled while moving. And as you know, I run those online programs, those classes, so I do it with my clients, right? It's all functional movement, it's all resistance-based exercise, uh, really looking to maintain or support muscle mass increase. And then from a business leadership standpoint, you know this, I lead by example. Leading by example is very important to me, and I'm always looking for ways to consistently expand my knowledge and skill base, right? So right now, I am just in the, the end of completing my Cognitive Behavioral Therapy Meets Fitness. This is the CBT meets fitness certification that a fellow fitness professional, Jill Bunny, created with her doctorate in uh, CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, but using those practices to implement it for fitness professionals. Mindset is a big piece of what I do, as you know, Edwin, uh, with my women to really support The continuation and consistency of getting in their fitness and their nutrition often it always starts with the mindset and continuation of that and then you know as long as you and i have known each other investing in masterminds and things like that is a really big way for me to impact my business to continuously expand my impact on others so I currently have a business strategist I'm part of way too many masterminds I'm also part of a big financial investment into this women's led group of these powerhouse entrepreneurs that are doing exactly that scaling and expanding their group so it's really about playing to get comfortable with the discomfort of playing outside my comfort zone
1: yeah, that's amazing. I, I'd love to take a moment, Catherine. Mm-hmm. You mentioned it a number of times. Some of the online programs that you have, and I think you also run retreats as well. Can you share with us about some of, uh, for those who are interested, some of the things that you're you're running? Um, I guess always or continually, and some of these bigger retreats. So depending on the, when this airs, I think one might be coming up or yeah. coming in the future. But uh, we'll definitely, like I said, we'll definitely put the links below um, as well. But yeah.
0: Thank you for asking, Edwin. So I run a 21-day kickstart program, and this is really about habit building. How do we get in the habits of moving our bodies and nourishing our bodies well? I also have a 100-day uh, mind and body work. Uh, mastery program and this is really about using the runway of 100 days of how do we shift our mindset and how do we support ourselves for longevity around our fitness nutrition and accountability and then in terms of retreat uh the upcoming one in october is a sensuality and intimacy retreat that i'm going to be running with a friend of ours dr J. uh Stephen DeWitt, and we are going to be talking about women in relation to self-care, self-intimacy, intimacy intimacy with self, and intimacy with others, and how that really can support us to feel our best in our lives, which is a big part of self-care and self-nurturing. And then in November, I'm also going to be running a day-long retreat also uh, about resetting, resetting how we are in our lives so that women can learn to pour more into themselves so that they have enough to pour into others.
1: It's amazing, and I mean, as a testament, and not only just a, just a friend saying. I've been I followed Catherine's program um, for almost a year, and uh, man. It's, she, for one, she does it with with us. So that's, that's she, she's not lying. She definitely gets in there. So And that inspires you because you're like, oh, if Catherine could do it, I could do it. <laughs> so, so it's definitely a fun workout and, and definitely great. And, and I'm glad to hear that you have a number of programs that are coming and it's it's super exciting in any way. Obviously, us here in the podcast could support you. You always let us know, always update us, and we'll, we'll definitely keep you the links. Um, last question here. Um, you know, I'm curious is, you know, what would you say for those listening? Like, like what are the biggest factors or th- that when it comes for someone who's, you know, thinking or talking to you now, Catherine, and they want to live their best life? Like, what, what would you tell them depending, uh, you know, what to focus on or what their main focus on should be? And, and these are specifically people who are typically, uh, I guess, connecting with you.
0: Yeah. So... I guess the top three things I would say is number one, get clear on what your best life vision is, right? This is actually how I start you know my hundred day program. It's a visioning exercise. It's not until you really know where you want to go or what that best life, oh my goodness, what that best life looks like to you that you can actually reverse and engineer, which we've spoken about often, that how do we actually get there right for example my best life may be completely different than your best life and what you want right so it's important to get clear on what that is for you right once you know what that best life looks like for you and what you desire finding the daily practices that will give you access to that whether it's something that you're doing today or not looking at what are those practices in my business in my mindset in my you know, interactions with myself and others, with my nutrition, with my movement, whatever it is, right? With your self care, with, you know, creativity, whatever it is that's your jam, look at what are those practices that you're doing and how can you have consistency in the ones that are going to roadmap to that best life, right? I often say to my clients, don't give up on what your best self desires for what your not yet upgraded self wants now, right? Mm-hmm. And then I would say, finally, Something that I'm even practicing for myself, Edwin, you know this is don't take it so seriously, right? Have more fun with it all. It gets to be light and it gets to not have to be rushed. I am like the quintessential hustler and I like to go hard. And what I'm learning is that I don't need to take it so seriously. It can be fun. And you know, sometimes there's there's divine timing in things, but consistently showing up for yourself acknowledging that you're doing your best with what you have. And if you constantly show up in that with that intention, I think it will get you to where you desire to be.
1: Yeah, that's, that's great. I appreciate the share. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Catherine, you and I could talk for, for hours, right? So um, mm-hmm. I definitely want to leave the People who are listening, uh, a final thought an observation. I mean, something that you could probably add on that you didn't when when you're talking about visioning about their best lives, right? Mm-hmm. Because you know, when it comes to the podcast, I'm looking for you know an actionable recommendation that someone who's listening is like, you know what, I'm going to do that right now, right? Is yeah. w- what would you say?
0: I would say mindset matters. I mean, I can give you many, but mindset matters, right? Um, It makes a difference of how you step into your day what the intention is and those practices that are top of mind right and this isn't like your to-do list top of mind but what do you say to yourself during your shower thoughts or the moments that you're disappointed what kind of mindset do you go around with is it Uh, an inkling towards positivity and self-support and self-mastery or is it self-deprecating and non-supportive and perhaps something that you would never utter to anybody outside of just yourself right and then I would also say just be humble take time to take care of yourself and those around you keep your eye on the prize right create a community like you have Edwin that you can tap into to serve to and to feel supported by I would say those are the things really
1: Amazing, Catherine. Um, to close, could you share? Um, could you share where we could find more information about you, your programs, or anything else you'd want to share with us today?
0: Yeah. So the best place to find me, I would say, where you're always like, Catherine, you're always creating content. Instagram at catherine tanaka uh, Online Katherine tanaka uh, LinkedIn Catherine Tanaka. I think it's fitness. So, same thing everywhere, T A N A K A. Yes, it is Japanese. My father is Japanese. And I'm grateful, Edwin, this community that you have built, this 100x life that you are inspiring people globally to step into for themselves is what inspires me. It is, you know, people like you, leaders like you that, you know, hustle hard, but love harder and, you know, expand that love in so many ways. So, I'm so, so grateful for you.
1: Amazing, Kevin. Thank you for that. And thank you for joining us on the Business Leadership Podcast.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: That's it, folks. Thank you for taking the time to join with me on another episode of the Business Leadership Podcast. This this episode was with Catherine Tanaka, talking about living your best self. For any of the resources that we talked about and we shared, simply Go to businessleadership.com slash 167. Again, that's the slash 167. Or simply click the link in the show notes below. If you haven't done so yet, please do subscribe, rate, and leave a comment on your favorite podcast player. I do check it out. I definitely love to read all the comments or message me on Instagram at edwin100x and say hello. I'd love to say hi back. Until next time, do your best while living the 100x life.
0: Thank you for listening to the Business Leadership Podcast at thebusinessleadership.com.